Yes, yes, yes. What's going on? What up, Doe? You are now tuned in to DiceyRoad.com, the podcast. And uh, check me out, guys. D-I-C-E-Y-W-0-R-L-D on Twitter. And on Instagram, D-I-C-E-Y-W-0-R-L-D-C. <laughs> zero M once again on Instagram D I C E Y W zero R L D dot C zero M. So I hope everybody's doing good today. Uh, in general, uh, I'm gonna get right to it though, guys. You know, at the last month or two, this subject, this 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 polemic. This topic I want to address has been on my mind for the longest. And, you know, I've been procrastinating, trying to, like, you know, write outlines and write dissertations and whatnot. And I said, you know what? I'm all in my head. Let me go right in. So I want to talk about Stephen A. Smith, guys. He's been a polarizing lightning rod for at least the last three or four years. But, you know, it just seemed like during the, the NBA playoffs, more so than ever, people were attacking your boy and getting on him and criticizing him for this and that. So I just felt like I had to throw my little two cents in. You feel what I'm saying? So this podcast is for Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith. Is he the Jesse Jackson or Uncle Tom of the sports world? Sheesh. I'm going in, right? That's crazy. Now, before we get into it, personally, I say no. Stephen A. is not an Uncle Tom, and he's not the Jesse Jackson of sports. Now, we can agree to disagree uh, in general, but one thing I won't do, I will never publicly, you know, criticize well, not criticize, we just demonize and put another black man down publicly. I'll never do that. You know, I have my little two cents behind closed doors. Now, if you're wrong, I will point it out. I will address it, you know, but I'll attack the action and, and, and not the character of the man. You feel what I'm saying? And I just feel like recently Stephen A. Smith has been unfairly, unrightly criticized. Like, what are the grounds for this? Are you in the moment? Are you being emotional? Is my man saying something you don't agree with? And that's why you want to attack him with such slander? You know? I don't know, man. I guess that's what happens when you get so much power. When you ascend to that number one position. No one man should have all that power, like Kanye said, right? I just feel like Stephen A. in the sports world, he's ascended to like uh I don't know, uh, just like a deity of the sports world. You know, like his his reality doesn't match up with the image and reputation that's been colored on him the last couple of years. It kind of takes me back to like, you know, uh, when President Barack Obama was elected back in 2008. All the black people were like, yeah, man, we got a black president. He's going to be our president, the black president. He's going to speak about our issues and save us, save the nation. We're going to just be awesome. Yay. And what you quickly found out with Obama was that he was not 
just a black president. He was America's president. And I feel like a lot of people, a lot of the critics, sports fans, uh, heat that same amount of pressure on Stephen A. I'm talking about black people, all right? Let me get right into it. I'm talking about black sports fans. They watch First Take, ESPN, or anytime they see Stephen A, and they expect him to represent, you know, the culture, us, you know, fairly or unfairly, you know? And anytime Stephen A, you know, keeps it object objective or fair, you know, with a certain story or a certain athlete, it seems like it rubs the people the wrong way and they get in fits and they want to tag this man as an Uncle Tom and, you know, and Jesse Jackson. Now, no, no diss to Jesse Jackson. I know you, a lot of you knew, like, uh, uh, viewers born after 2000, millennials, Xennials, whatever the new <laughs> generation is called. Y'all not familiar with Jesse Jackson, but back in the day, you know, a lot of times Jesse was criticized for always wanting to be in the spotlight, always got to be in the spotlight. You know, here comes Jesse. And, you know, I, I was never one of those Jesse haters. You, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate any anybody that's trying to advance and improve and help out, you know, the culture of black people. So I was never upset with that. But I feel like, you know, people trying to attack Stephen A., in um, the same way, like Jesse, like he's an Uncle Tom. But why are we doing this? How did he get to that number one position? How did he get that power? Let's just look at it. Who does he work for? What network? ESPN, right? ESPN is the number one sports network in the land, in the country, in the world, okay? First take is ESPN's. Number one show, Stephen A. Smith is the star of that show. So you have the worldwide leader in sports, the number one network, okay, with the number one show, and Stephen A. is a star. I mean, it's easy to deduce, and it's fair to say that this man's opinion has merit. It has power. It has validity. It's fair to say that Stephen A., his opinion, his words are moving the needle in the sports world. Whether you like it or not, that's just what it is. That's the facts. It doesn't mean it's gospel, but, you know, he has a right to say what he has to say, and people react to that. And it's so funny. I'm kind of sidetracking right now. Speaking of Stephen A having that power of word, you know, for being on ESPN. A lot of times, if you if you say something, you like, you know, arguing with a friend with sports or whatnot, having a little sports debate in the barbershop or whatnot, you say like an unpopular stat or opinion, they're always quick to say, uh, oh, you watching that Stephen A. Uh, you talk you sound like Stephen A. Stephen A brainwashing you. Yeah, you watching too much first take. Uh, you know, have your own opinion. That's funny to me because me personally, when I go to ESPN, when I go to first take, I'm just coming to be entertained. You know, I'm just trying to match up. I'm trying to see if Stephen A and them, if their sports opinion is matching up with my sports genius. That's how I look at it. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? I'm trying to see if they on my level, if they caught up when it comes to 
topic selection, content, uh, the discussions, you know, the things that they're saying. I'm trying to see if they're matching up with me. I'm not coming to like learn or get educated, you know, or, or get notes. If I do, that's a bonus. That's great. And I'm not saying I don't, but 85% of the times I'm coming to see if they're matching up with my sports genes. I don't think anybody can fuck with me. Excuse my language. The total package when it comes to like, you know, the, the ability to recall statistics and, and numbers and dates and, and, and players and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, things of that nature. Ain't nobody messing with me. So, you know, I just watch ESPN to, to support a black man and get entertained. But, you know, a lot of times you're not entertained. A lot of times Stephen A is dealing with, you know, social issues. Uh, you know, that are very unpopular. And he's doing this on national TV. He's a national treasure for that, for the black community. You got to You got to respect that. How many people prior to Stephen A. Smith on his national platform, you know, was championing social awareness and conscious and, and social equality and social justices and bringing things, you know, social issues to the forefront on the sports show at that. I don't know too many, you know, Kat says Stuart Scott and that. Yeah. Stuart Scott, he brought hip hop to ESPN. Shout out to, Stuart Scott and RIP to him. Yeah, he broke that ground. You know, before Stuart Scott, you know, ESPN was vanilla. So, yeah, shout out to Stuart A. Scott for introducing and bringing hip hop to white America, to corporate America, to make it acceptable, you know, to have a job as a black anchor and to use the colloquialisms and euphemisms and hip hop jargon and slang and everything like that. He made it okay. He sacrificed that. So, shout out to Stephen. I'm sorry, Stuart Scott, RIP. But when it comes to actually examining deconstructing breaking it down the social issues that plague us and what can we do to to better it you know uh, uh racism racism transcending sports you know i mean stephen a was the first to do that you can't hate on that you can't hate on that and besides that you know, he's acting like a, a Trojan horse. He's acting like a Trojan horse. He got in the door. He made his mark. And he bringing the rest of us in. Brothers and sisters. You know, just off top. How many, like, new sports personalities or media figures, black media figures, have you uh, discovered or have been discovered or are in the light right now? with a prominent, you know, stature uh, role in ESPN because of Stephen A. I can think of at least three that he mentored. Ryan Clark, Kendrick Perkins, uh, my man Marcus Spears. And they're doing an exceptional job. And not saying they couldn't have done it without Stephen A., but Stephen A. opened the door. He offered his services, his availability, you know, willing to mentor them. I mean, come on now. You can't hate that. You can't hate that at all. 
Now, I'm not saying Stephen A is perfect either. All right. He's definitely not perfect. There's been a couple of things that he's done, you know, that I didn't agree with that would contradict all the points I just named and laid out for you. You feel what I'm saying? For example, the way he handled the whole Marvin Lewis situation. You remember Marvin Lewis, the former Cincinnati Bengals head coach, black head coach. You know, I can't think of anybody else besides Stephen A who was really on this man's neck, you know, trying to campaign. It seemed like he was trying to campaign to get Marvin Lewis fired. And he used to always confuse me because, you know, one end, one, one time, one point, Stephen A is talking about, you know, we need representation. I'm paraphrasing right now, but we need representation, and, you know, in the NFL, NBA, uh, baseball, hockey, you know, like the, the four major professional sports in North America, you know, championing about equality, representation, front office, coaching staff, and so forth. And I think at the time, I believe at the time, you know, Marvin Lewis, for a long time, he was the NFL sole black coach. So I'm like, okay, one hand, you know, Stephen A., you, you go over here talking about, you preaching about, you know, more representation for people of color, but the one person of color you have on the NFL ranks, you try to get him out the door. And I get it. You're being objective. He made some great points, you know. Somebody in Marvin's, Marvin Lewis's stature or his position, you know, had the job for several years and had no playoff success. He's right. Stephen A is right. They're, they would have been in the hot seat. They would have been fired. That's true. And that always rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, Stephen A, are you just doing this so you can have some leverage and some latitude to like, you know, criticize or continue to criticize you know racism or, or or white figures in sports you know what i mean like you're trying to be balanced is that what it was and you know and, and marvin lewis just happened to be the sacrificial limb or lamb a casualty of war you know that was confusing to me so I didn't agree with, you know, Stephen A going so hard to get uh, Marvin Lewis up out of there, even though he made great points. But still, though, it's counterproductive, though, when at the time that we only had the one NFL head coach and that was Marvin Lewis. Another thing, and I'm going to close on this, guys. Another thing that uh, Stephen A uh, participated in, I'm not going to say he pulled the trigger, but he does have the juice, um, was the separation of Max Kellerman. You know, I love Max. I, I love, you know, what they represented as a team, meaning Max and Stephen A. I love that dynamic. I love that, you know, that dynamic of theoretics versus reality. You know, Max was the, the theoretic side. Stephen A was the reality side. Not saying both was wrong, but both could coexist. Both is needed. Especially for like, you know, I'm talking about the black viewers, black people. I, I love what they represented. You know, Max was the theoretical uh, one. You know, theoretically, things would be better. You know, it should be 
representation and equality and justices and he would be quick to like you know scream on things inequalities he saw in the in the sports world sports news and i love that and then Stephen A, and this is this is where he was heavily criticized. I'm not mad at him, but he was being realistic. He's being pragmatic, you know. For example, the whole Colin Kaepernick situation, when Colin uh, Kaepernick had botched the whole you know NFL tryout to get back in the league. Remember in Atlanta, he had the little tryout scheduled. I think at the uh, Mercedes Benz Dome or Georgia Dome, maybe in Atlanta. He flopped it last minute so he could have control, I guess, or creative control of the cameras and so forth. And he had uh, selected a different location just outside of uh, downtown Atlanta. And then nobody came. Because they're like, what, bro? Like, we trying to give you, Colin, we trying to give you an opportunity and you trying to flip it on us? So I believe, like, Stephen A was critical and people call him like an Uncle Tom for that. He was being an Uncle Tom, or they call him, yeah, like, oh, you coining. How is Stephen A coining? I get it. You got to be realistic. You got to be pragmatic. Like, you got to get in the door, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody telling you to stop uh, kneeling and so forth. But if you want to get back in the league and they're giving you the opportunity, meaning the NFL, you know, just answer the, um, the, the call, answer the bell. The bail on the call, meaning if the NFL have a location arranged for you to uh to try out, just do it. Then why why are you being difficult? Why are you hurting yourself? And that's all Stephen A was saying. Well, oh, he's a cone, he's a cone. So I really did appreciate, you know, that dynamic between reality versus theoretics, you know, with Stephen A. Max. And then all of a sudden, Max got the boot. And I have no inside information why Max left. You know, you heard the rumors that, you know, they didn't really, they were cool, me and Stephen A and Max, but they just didn't click like that, you know. He felt like Stephen A, uh, meaning, meaning Stephen A felt like the viewers wanted somebody else. I don't know what poll he surveyed, but, you know, Max was the man. And just my personal opinion, just my personal opinion, but I feel like, you know, Max's his brilliance and his intelligence not intimidated Stephen A, but it was like a situation where, like, the stage, the set, it wasn't big enough for the both of their egos. You feel what I'm saying? If you know, if you recall Stephen A, he's known for the big words. You know what I'm saying? The big vocabulary, the gall, the audacity, the temerity. You know what I'm saying? The unmitigated gall and temerity. Blasphemous. That's him. He was known for that. But with several occasions, many occasions, though, I feel like, you know, Stephen A used to, like, chide and, like, you know, condescend Max Kellerman. Like, oh, I don't know what that word that means. I don't know what the hell that means. Oh, Mr. Columbia, Ivy League, PhD, or da, da, da. like, bro, why you bring that up for? You feel what I'm saying? So just my eyes, I just felt like, you know, Max, his ego or his, his star, it was too bright for the both of them. You know what I'm saying? So it was a pecking order. So, 
you know, Max had to go, which is unfortunate. And once again, that's, this is just my speculation. I have no idea. I, I have no idea. I just really feel like Max is going because that first take stage had no room, didn't have enough room for both of their egos. So as a result, Max is out of there. But hey, we're not perfect, though. You know, I was one of the the critics. Uh, first take is whack. We know we know uh, Max Kellerman, but I still kept watching, just like I kept watching when my man uh, when my man Skip left years ago. And that let me know this too, because I love Skip as well. I guess I'm more a fan of the network than I am uh, the media personalities. I don't know. Maybe if Skip would have went somewhere, anywhere but Fox News, though I cannot get down or support anything Fox-related. You feel me? But that had me thinking. You know, I guess I'm more of a, a fan of the team than the individual players, man. But, yeah, I continued to watch First Take. It was kind of bumpy at first with the rotation, the musical chairs of hosts and everything like that. But it is what it is, though. But to get back to my original point, is Stephen A. Uh, the Jesse Jackson or Uncle Tom the Sports World? No, he's not. No, he's not. He's doing his thing, man. He's doing his thing. And so funny, a lot of the people who criticize Stephen A, Stephen A brought this up too, your Stephon Marbury's or your Kevin Durant's and so forth. They criticize them, but when they have their own individual, you know, projects coming up, who's the first person they call them for validity? Stephen A. Smith. So it's like, come on, man. You can't have it both ways. Can't have it both ways. But anyway, check me out, though. Um, this is just a podcast version of this. I kind of went in depth. I wrote about a little bit more on my uh, blog. So you can catch that at diceyworld.com. Check me out if you want to read more about this. But this was the podcast version. This was fun. I have fun. Uh, I promise you guys I'm going to be more consistent. It's been too long since the, the intro podcast. You know, brother's just been busy grinding, trying to get this money up, but I'm back now. So, uh, yeah, more episodes to come. Thanks for checking out Dicey World. Until next time, in a minute.